Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today, we're joined by Shemek of Contentize. Contentize is an AI article builder that can produce huge amounts of content within minutes. So much so that in one month, Shemek was able to produce over 100,000 unique articles. Shemek talks about how the evolution of AI is going to replace copywriters in future. But before we continue, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Hey, Shamek, thank you very much for coming on the show. So I hope I got your name right. Uh, is it Shamek, right? It's Shamek, yeah, it's correct. Thanks for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, great. So um, you're building an impressive platform. Uh, and I know you, you, you use a platform to create like 100,000 articles just last month. Uh, you know, AI content creator article creators. I'd love to talk about that. I know you've got, you just launched not long ago and you've got about 5,000 in revenue. And let's talk about how you got there. And, uh, but before everything, I would love to talk about who you are. I know you have a very impressive background. So let's talk about who you are and what, how you actually got here. And then let's talk about the platform. Sure. So, so I have very academic background. I mean, for, for most of my life, I was a mathematician. Um, I did my PhD in pure mathematics in Paris. And then after five years in Paris, I actually went to, to become a research fellow at the University of Oxford, uh, where I lectured for two years. And then I, at some point, I decided that, okay, I want to make the switch from academia to business and for, from pure mathematics to machine learning to AI. Uh, well, in order to have a little bit more impact on the world than people in academia usually have. And also because I'm much more fast-paced than, than the usual academic. And I love to have this much faster feedback loop. So I love to do something and, you know, like have the, see the outcome of what I'm doing or like have the people giving me their opinion on what I'm doing much faster than waiting for a year or more in order to, for someone, you know, to read your research paper and then comment on that. So I had this idea in mind to actually uh, go into AI and that was pretty natural for me because my, my domain of mathematics was really very technical and there are already people thinking about, okay, can we make it, can we make the whole process of actually uh, reading the proofs, understanding mathematics mm -hmm. easier, better for mathematicians? So it was natural to think about automation of this cognitive process of doing research. Uh, and from there, there was like previous works of uh, Vladimir Voyevodsky, one of the field medalists. So that's an equivalent Nobel Prize. And I went, went this path. And then at some point I said, okay, uh, this is great. I'm going to that direction all the way through. And basically I landed on the other side with machine learning. Uh, so this is how it started for me with machine learning. Uh, and on the other hand, I was... Uh, always very keen on literature and writing. So that was always my hobby to like read a lot. And then I started writing at some point, uh, publishing my first books. So in the meantime, uh, I was looking for something where I could connect the two. And Contentize is, well, the fruit of that. Basically, Contentize is like both words coming together. 
Shamak, so when you were the research fellow, when you actually first got into AI eventually, uh, what year was that? Uh, let me count. Uh, that was 2014. And I, I, was, I, I was at Oxford from 2014 to 2016. Okay, so the machine learning has that progressed from that time, and it's not that long ago, but I know AI is progressing at a very fast pace. Has that progressed from that time to now? What kind of changes have you seen? Yeah, sure, a lot. But actually, so, so actually, if you look back historically at uh, this third wave of AI, because we already have like two AI revolutions in the, uh, I guess the first one was in the 60s, the second one was some, somewhere around in the 80s, but it just didn't deliver on its promises, like the whole AI industry, because there was not enough of computing power to do it. Uh, so actually, the third revolution, like the, the one we know it and everyone is, you know, like in a, a, what AI can do, that started in 2012. So that was very recent. So I was already at Oxford when uh, I had like, I heard from different friends of mine who are doing computer science that there's something happening and probably you should look at that because they're like, there's so many interesting problems there and there's so much potential in doing that. But Still, 2014, when I started being at Oxford, that was still very early days for uh, for this third wave of uh, AI machine learning. Uh, and there was like huge progress from 2014-16 to where we are right now, where actually, well, and everyone understands that AI is the future. It's already everywhere, but it's becoming even more ubiquitous with time. Great, great. So I know before Quantize, you built something else. What was that? That into your platform. Ah, yeah. So, so that was the first step to to contentize. So after, so I I had al also two other startups that failed <laughs> before contentize. Uh, one was uh, Last Mile Delivery. That was like a Glovo or Postmates, if you if you're familiar with those. And that was basically uh, so so something like Uber, but for uh, for everything else than people and uh, and food. So we wanted to deliver like. I don't know, like uh, you're, you could shop somewhere and we could deliver your shopping or uh, you've forgotten your key uh, at the office and we could uh, drive that for you. So that was the first part. The second startup, and we underestimated our costs for the, the whole thing, uh, so it failed. Uh, the second startup was super technical. Uh, we used quantum computers to optimize logistics and transportation. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. We we did that with my uh, with my co-founder in Toronto. We went through Creative Destruction Lab. That's an accelerator in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, that was really that was really exciting. That, that, that actually failed for a different reason. We're extremely early in the market. That's the first thing. So we had really a lot of trouble getting our first like traction clients. And on the other hand. We had very different views on where the company should go. Should we be more like product based or service based? So in the end, we split over that. Uh, so that was that was before uh, that was before uh, contentize, and then we come to PetaCrunch, which was this, in which is this interview platform you, you mentioned. And the reason I started that was after my second startup failed with this one with quantum computers. I was curious about, you know, like how people approach building a successful company. So I wanted to ask a couple of founders of like really successful companies how, how they did it, like and what, what are the tips they might have for me. Um, and instead of just like, so I started to email those people, but then I thought about, like, you know, I'm always, always thinking about like, how can I automate the pro this process? How can I make it uh, better, faster? Uh, 
And I decided, okay, so maybe I can try to do this platform where uh, there would be like AI journalists and they can ask people uh, to actually those kind of questions that I want to know. So those were like typical questions uh, asked to different companies who actually raised at least like 1 million euros or much more. Uh, and the questions were like, uh, how did it all start? What's your plan for next two, three years? What, what are you going to do with the funding? And so on. They're like, like they're like five uh, major questions. Um, yeah, and it went great. So actually, I automated the whole thing, and I managed to interview one thousand founders uh, in like three months, basically. But, but that, that sounds really interesting. I actually can think of a use case for myself. So, for example, as a founder, I'm always interviewing potential customers and my customers. Right. So straight away, there's a use case I can see. So, could you break down what you actually did? How did you, when you said you created an AI journalist, what was that journalist? What sure. Uh, so there are, there are two components to that, I guess. Um, first of all, you need data. And in this case, this is the data is what kind of founders you want to interview. Uh, and that's it. So, so I managed to get that because that's more or less public. Like you know, it's public. Like everyone is uh, happy when they race around. So that was like easy to get. Uh, the data, but you know, like the, you're from Crunchbase or where did you? Yeah, Crunchbase is perfect for for that that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and they have open a API once you pay the the subscription fee. So that's like super simple. So I just you know like have that already exported in CSV format. So that's perfect. And on the other hand, you need to automate the process of asking for the interview and know what you offer. Okay. And that's in and this in this case that was super simple because that was like a two-step process basically where you uh write an email saying something like hi uh congratulations on, on your recent funding round. Uh, I'd love to interview your CEO. Uh and usually that goes to the general email that that's public. And then if someone responds then based on whether that's yes or no, uh, you either send the questions or that's it. You, you, you do nothing. Okay, so here's a question. Uh, what was your criteria for yes or no? Because that could come back in so many different ways. Was it back that uh, your, 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 your bot, your AI was actually determining whether that's a yes or a no? Yeah, so, so, so actually did, there was actually three categories. Yes, no, maybe. Uh, and I mean, I, I did the, the most simple thing. So when it's no, it's no, I, I did nothing. When it's yes, the, the bots send the questions right away. And when it's maybe, so like, whereas there's like, you know, like it's uh, undecisive or maybe there's like additional question from uh, from the founder or from, from the team, uh, then I jumped in and answered that question okay. manually. Okay, and what kind? But because of, so so the this, the whole process was was like. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you, carry on. Uh, yeah, the whole process was like uh, was like semi-automatic in the sense that I still needed to put a little bit of work, uh, but it it's, it was much faster and still like I was really able to like interview one thousand founders in uh, three months, which is like impossible if you were to do it manually in any way. Uh, but the, mo the most painful part was actually the end of it because all those teams were sending the interviews in different formats. Some were like just answers in the email, some were like sending me PDF files, doc files, or whatever else they, they had. Uh, and that was, that was really a pain uh, because I had to go through everything and put that to the WordPress. So there was like, 
it would, it would be equally complicated to actually do an AI which could write, read everything and just you know like put it on the website. So I decided I I will do it manually. Right, right. So what did you do after that? Did you why did you not pursue that as a, as an idea? So so it's still working to some extent, but the 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 problem from my perspective was that how do I monetize it? Like what what, what can I do to actually like uh, how and, and that's still like an open question for me. So so did the solution to that that I came up with is um Right now, Petacrunch is still working. You can still see those interviews. And uh, if you want to publish, have an interview with Petacrunch, then actually you can pay for that. And the, the, price, the second pricing of $99 to do that. Uh, and it's working. I mean, it's, it's earning money, but it's not like, uh, I think it's like a couple hundred dollars per month, basically. Got it, got it. Uh, so that, that's like, so, so, but the question is, how to do it in a way to, to make it a meaningful business. And I didn't have an answer to that. Yeah. I, I, as you're telling me that, I'm actually thinking, okay, that could be like a productized service where you could come to someone like me who needs to get a lot of data from real people, uh, potential customers of mine. And then I could just delegate that to you and say, look, okay, I need thousand, thousand people to answer these questions. So could you please go and get that done for me? And I will pay a good amount of money for that. Uh, because that, that data is very valuable. I don't need the data to be published anywhere. I just need the data so I can analyze it. Right. But yeah, I, so I was thinking about that. And actually, I have, I like, a couple of people contacted me about this kind of things. But it would be all like very custom made. You know, like it would have been tailored to your needs. And I would, you know, like that's more like a consulting from my perspective, than, than you know, having an actual product that I can sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you, you know, I, I didn't want to do that because uh, that's not scaling well. I mean, I would have to put my own time, time in each such a project. Great, great, great. But, you know, let's talk about Quantumize. It's a great platform. You know, I'm, you know I, I would love to hear about that. How did that come about? And uh, how did you build it? Yeah, so so like the next, uh, so after Petacrunch and after this whole interview service, I uh, I knew that I wanted to go more into like the content direction and start generating also content at scale. Uh, I already had like a well a semi-successful Medium blog with like three thousand followers, uh, and it's still growing. So my first my first goal was to try to build a solution for myself that I could use in order to boost my own writing and make my writing faster, smoother, uh, and so on. So. I, I started experimenting with those kind of algorithms and started putting much more text online. And this is how Contentize actually started. I mean, it started with a tool for myself to boost my own writing. And then I remarked that actually I can make it into a SaaS platform. And this is a perfect product to start selling online to, to anyone who's actually working with copywriting, SEO, marketing. Okay, got it. So uh, just to break it down, how does a product work in terms of technology? Uh, because anyone who needs fresh content, they're thinking about the, the authenticity of the, of the of the content, just to make sure that it's not plagiarized. Obviously, that's not happening in your platform. But how did you make sure that your content is 100% unique and uh, it can be used for different purposes? Uh, sure. So, so those kind of algorithms that I'm using on the platform uh, are based on statistics in the sense that uh, each article is generated from scratch. It's not like it's, it's not like it's, the algorithm is trying to fetch the content from different websites and you know like spin the content and then give you that. Uh, 
it's trying to generate sentence by sentence and word by word, uh, whatever you ask of. So to give you an example, there are two main functionalities of the platform. Uh, the first one being that you supply a headline and it can be a question, a title of the article, like, uh, I don't know, like what was the, how to run a successful marketing campaign on social media, right? And then the algorithm itself is actually uh, taking that and trying to predict the next sentence and after that, the next sentence. But uh, it has so much variance because, and each, each time you even write that, you get a different unique text because, well, because of the statistics, because the article is not trying to fetch that content from anywhere. It's, it tries to generate it uh, based on what it has read, and it has read like millions of articles, but it's going to generate that word by word. Got it. So Wait. let's go back to the algorithm. How did you train yeah. the algorithm to actually do that? Uh, so so my, my first bet was that I just take what's best out there when it comes to open source, uh, try to mix and match that, you know, like basically uh, duct tape everything, like make the MVP of everything. And that worked pretty well. And then on top of that, I started to fine-tune the algorithm. And by fine-tune, I mean train the, the whole thing with my own text and add more and more. But actually, the, the idea here is simple. Um, you're trying to make the algorithm predict the next word. And so you're giving the, the algorithm like a couple of sentences and asking for the next word to be predicted. Right. And once the article actually seen like millions and millions of texts, it can generate pretty original content. Right. But, but Here's the problem, though, uh, with this kind of thing, this kind of approach. It gives you varied content, so you have that. You, you, the content is unique, but actually, you should really check what's being generated most of the time because it can be, you know, like it can derail and go like bonkers in a, like different directions. So, uh, but most, yeah, so, uh, most of the time, it's fine. Uh, well, actually, actually, um, uh, I heard you say somewhere else that you hire contractors like writers to write content on a particular topic and then you get your product to create the same content just to figure, just to see how they compare how what the authenticity is like so when you do that what kind of differences do you find do you find like obviously they're not similar but the quality is similar where the the, the content created by your platform is very authentic and it's the context is right as well yeah, it is very similar, though there are differences when especially you want to write about something uh, more technical with like actual data. So if you want to start citing like actual sources, uh, then Contentize can't do it just yet. I mean, we, we do that for our clients. So there's a little bit of like custom work we do for like enterprise clients uh, where actually we can fetch data from like different sources. Uh, but we don't do that. Like you, you won't be able to do that just from the off, off the shelf product. So that's one one difference. Like if you hire copywriters, they'd be able to like do this research and take data from different sources, different articles, and maybe compile that together. On the other hand, uh, well, this is for the for the generation from headline. On the other hand, the other main functionality is summarizing content. And for this purpose, it's like perfect because if you have a couple of articles that you want to spin, uh, in a sense, then you can just feed that to contentize and then get the, get the summaries from those articles. Right, right. Uh, which usually like are great to like, you know, merge into something bigger. 
Yeah, great. I think I know uh, a video creation application that does something very similar where uh, I think it's called Lumen5 where you feed it the article. Oh, yeah, I know them, yeah. Yeah. So are they using a very similar algorithm or that's something else? Oh, no, it's something totally different, I would say. No, no, because actually, so they're doing something different uh, because they're taking the script from you and based on the script, they try to create the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is totally different because they, I think they, well, they, well, if I were to guess, then they try to go uh, sentence by sentence, try to like get the meaning of the sentence and maybe attach like a couple of tags, couple of keywords. Mm-hmm. And based on those keywords, give you an image or a video. Okay, great. And, you know, and then, and then do this like split from like, you know, sentences, you have videos and then match them. So it's totally, so it's a little bit different, but the two complements each other pretty well. So actually, well, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Lumen5, and actually I tested them together with Contentize in the sense that I generated the script and then feed that into Lumen to get the video. Oh, and I was really, and that, that's that's really impressive because you have like the like the video creation totally automated. You can you can generate the script and you can then feed it to Lumen5 to have the video. Great. So a minute ago you said that. At the moment, you can't really replicate the copywriters where they do the research and they get the, you know, they do, they find content from a particular article, they obviously get their inspiration from there and then mix it all together, create an article. Um, how soon do you reckon Contentize is going to be there? What's, what's the process like? What's yeah, I, I, to be honest, I'm... Mm, I don't think that's the goal to actually... So in the end, my end game is not replacing copywriters. Uh, my end goal is to actually make their work much faster you know, and, and make their work much easier for them. So, so in the end, like, if you think about it, then if you're already like, hiring five copywriters, you might need only one in the end. Like, and, that, and that's the goal, like, to save their time. Because there will be always like, small tasks that... Uh, it will be too complicated to teach the machine or that will take too much time and effort from your perspective, then it's actually better to hire one person. So my goal is not to go like, well, get rid of co- copywriters and like not, not have any, this kind of job, rather have like cut the rate, cut like how many copywriters you need in the end okay. and go by from five to one. Right. So one last question, uh, Mike. So uh, I know you, got, you guys are making about 5,000 in revenue and you said that most of that revenue is coming from actually generating your own content and affiliate offers and actually giving content to your clients, but you're shifting that over to a more SaaS model where you want your paid users to you know, uh, increase your revenue. So let's talk about what, how you are generating revenue. Let's break that down. I mean, how do you make money from sure. How do you actually break How do you make money now? And then what's the plan for the future in terms of growth? Sure. Like right now, most of the uh, most of the revenue is coming from uh, either advertisements or affiliate links. So because we produce so much content, uh, you know, like when people click through and buy something through, through that content, then we, we get a small percentage from that. Uh, and that's basically this uh, four or five thousand dollars per month. Uh, the good thing is that we're slowly shifting to uh, just having the revenue from the SaaS platform, and that's the end goal uh, to actually. Uh, leave content to others and maybe like have block or two, but actually be more on the side of uh, provider of the tool rather than the content. Because bo- bo- and the reason for that is, uh, 
well, both of them takes a lot of work and you can't do both very well. And I think like right now it's more, more important to actually give tools to people rather than try to already uh, think about the content. Uh, because I think like there will be a lot of developments in AI in this particular space of copywriting, SEO, that it's still too early to just, you know, like monetize all the content. But I think like in a couple of years time, I probably go into AI generated content only. And that, and that would be the only thing. Great. So try, uh, where do you see uh, content eyes in the next three years? What another end goal is to replace, not replace copywriters, but reduce, reduce the number of uh, copywriters you would need uh, to maybe one or two. But in terms of technology and features, where do you see that in the, in the, in the next couple of years? So in the end, so, so my end goal is to actually have content ties being available to anyone, uh, just like, and that can be like a Chrome extension, Google Docs extension. So whatever you are, you don't have to go to the platform, but imagine that you're writing something, whatever that is, and you just click on like suggestion and content ties can suggest you uh, the next sentence, the next paragraph, or like correct your grammar, uh, maybe give you, give you tips about SEO. Uh, instantaneously, no matter where you are. And that's the goal. So the goal is to go, and that would make it a great product, not only for like copywriters and SEO marketers, but for anyone actually writing. So students, uh, like any, any kind of professionals uh, that can that, that write a lot. And, and that's my end goal, actually, to make writing much easier for anyone. Great, great goal. Jarek, thank you very much. And a great product. So I look forward to actually using it myself for my own content. and. Uh, I hope to have you again on the podcast very soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And that's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, please search for Launch Legends and your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.